Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Back to the Swamp 24-7 podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Goldcamp. I'll be shooting tonight's episode by myself. Uh, our, our recruiting guy, Blake Alderman, has just done an absolutely tremendous job covering the early signing period. Guy's up at 6 a.m. this morning, drinking all kinds of Red Bull and coffee, I'm sure. Uh, but certainly, Blake has earned the night off, and uh, I wanted to make sure that we got an episode up for you guys to uh, be able to talk about what was really, I think, a fantastic signing day uh, for Florida under Billy Napier. His first transition class at Florida really only had 10 days to put it together. And let me tell you, I think Florida fans are, are feeling pretty good about the direction of the program right now, given everything that happened today. I can tell you another thing. I sure would not want to be the beat reporters covering Florida State right now. Uh, the Seminoles lost the nation's number one recruit, to Deion Sanders, uh, the alumni alumnus over at Florida State, and that can't sit well. So uh, I know that Josh Newberg and, and some of our guys over at uh, – the 24-7 Florida State site are, are having a rough one. My heart goes out to those guys. Um, but it is nice to be on the other end of that as a reporter after some of the turmoil of the last several months and, you know, kind of the complete implosion of the Florida program under Dan Mullen, really dating back to last year's LSU game. The vibe, man, it just, it just feels like a weight off your shoulder at this point. Um, obviously, you know, we try to stay impartial here on the Swamp 24-7 podcast, but our our jobs are directly impacted by how Florida's doing. And so quite frankly, if I seem uh, upbeat tonight, it's because you you guys are upbeat. Florida fans are upbeat. And let's go ahead and dive right into it. So I think, you know, we had talked a lot on the Swamp 24-7 podcast previously about this early signing period. Uh, We've used terms like unconventional in terms of the approach that Billy Napier was taking towards this early signing period, knowing that really he only had about 10 days from when Louisiana won the Sunbelt Conference Championship game and Billy Napier's tenure officially ended at Louisiana to the beginning of this early signing period, signing day, so to speak, since nobody really uses a whole lot of the Thursday and Friday parts of the early signing period window. But uh, Billy Napier obviously came in and, and had his plan. And I think the way that it played out over those 10 days certainly left a lot of Florida fans feeling nervous at various points with the kind of, you know, the twists and turns in recruiting as those things go. You, you know, anybody that's followed recruiting long enough knows there's a lot of highs and there's a lot of lows. And uh, you can get both in the span of 10 minutes sometimes when you're talking about high school kids. So I think what was clear to me from the outset was that Billy Napier was not going to rush into any sort of mistakes with this early signing period and with this transition class. And ultimately, at the end of the day, you still need to produce results. You don't want to completely 
you know, write off a transition class because you need, it, it's an opportunity, right? And, and one of the things that we, um, even early on in Dan Mullen's tenure, kind of lamented was the fact that there were a lot of missed opportunities, right? And so the general feeling from a lot of Florida fans that do follow recruiting very closely as they're looking at the numbers coming in today, today uh, 79th ranked recruiting class in the country, last in the SEC, uh, didn't seem like there was a huge board for Florida. And again, I think part of that was intentional, but the feeling was this could well turn out to be a missed opportunity early on for Billy Napier. And it's hard to blame Florida fans for feeling that way. I mean, you've had three coaching tenures at Florida now where for various reasons, coaches haven't gotten it done, whether it's Will Muschamp, you know, lights out recruiter, but couldn't seem to figure out the offensive side of the ball, maybe walked into some bad circumstances with a, a hire that may have been forced on him and Charlie Weiss and how that thing kind of unfolded. Um, but, you know, ultimately didn't get it done. Jim McElwain, you felt like recruiting was an issue. Same for Dan Mullen. So there were there were a lot of missed opportunities and it's hard for, I can't fault Florida fans for looking at really the last 10 days and at least to some level saying, oh my God, does this guy know what he's doing? You know, coming from a power five uh, or from a group of five conference into the power five, uh, that, that I thought was a fair question. Now, the context was always that it's only been 10 days and that Billy Napier has done a lot of things already that should engender confidence, meaning he came in with a very set vision. He's pushed Florida forward on that vision in terms of spending on facilities, already kind of reworking uh, the, the standalone football facility to a certain degree, from what I'm told. Uh, he, you know, obviously is pushing for a much expanded staff. That is a, a long overdue move at Florida when you look at the way Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, LSU, now Texas A&M, Ohio State. And you look at these the way these programs recruit, they invest in their football programs and it pays dividends, right? And that's not to say that success is guaranteed by investment alone. But Billy Napier had made it clear that that's what needed to happen at Florida. And from my end, that was maybe a decade overdue. You know, Florida, I think, sat a little bit on the success of the Urban Meyer area era instead of kind of pushing forward and continuing to be on the cutting edge of everything, really. And so there were a lot of reasons to be confident about Napier. But, you know, the results in recruiting over the last 10 days, if you're following the every move of these recruits, like many subscribers on Swamp 24-7 do, was a little bit uneasy. You weren't sure how today was going to go. I think a lot of people kind of set the expectation that it probably wasn't going to be a situation where you come in, you sign 16 or 17 guys. Billy Napier said that in his introductory press conference. And sure enough, that's how it played out. I think what's important is how the battles that Billy Napier actually went and kind of fought, he hit on a very high number of them. And when you can hit on a high number of guys, and we'll talk about them individually a little bit here, when you can hit on a high percentage of guys, when you're walking into a situation where, you know, you're trying to sell a vision, but the infrastructure, that's that's a little bit down the road. You don't have his full support staff in. You've got half your assistant coaching staff. And Billy Napier talked about this this evening, probably about two hours ago when we talked with him in a press conference. It is. It's challenging when you only have half your assistant coaches and you're trying to recruit players to come in that you know you want. Or, or, you know, maybe, you know, they're not as decided on you and they don't even have a position coach. I mean, that's very difficult to do. And so I think the key takeaway here is Billy Napier did a lot with a little. And you look at the guys that uh, I'm looking at the list now that Blake Alderman put together for us on Swamp 24-7 going into the day of targets that were expected to sign early, commits that were expected to sign early, Florida signed their entire commit list that was expected to today. They held on to four-star defensive lineman Chris McClellan, who was, you know, facing heavy pressure from Oklahoma, uh, the hometown kind of school there, home state school. 
significant win there. And then I think some of the big ones, five-star Kamari Wilson, a guy that many had penciled into Georgia, the kind of program that Florida needs to be able to compete with on the recruiting trail if they eventually hope to catch up to Kirby Smart and then eventually overtake him. Florida was able to flip him with very, very late in the process, right? They, they got in very late, and it was a combination of connections. And I think when you talk about the Kamari Wilson situation, uh, Billy Napier even told us today at his press conference, literally the way it happened is they went to IMG and, and we're kind of talking to Kamari and we're impressed by Kamari. And Kamari obviously had some interest in Florida, but he said, hey, I think you need to talk to my mom. And Billy Napier and his staff dropped everything they were doing. They went to a Sam's Club where his mom was, talked to her, kind of made their ends there, and you see the visions aligning, right? And one thing that Billy Napier has constantly talked about is the importance of family. I think this is a guy that the football program at Florida is going to start to feel like family. And Billy Napier, in talking in his introductory press conference, that is clearly a very, very important part of his vision. And I think it's going to be a defining characteristic of his time in Gainesville. Everybody that comes into contact with Florida football under Billy Napier is going to feel like part of the team. I've never heard a coach, and I'm sure it's probably happened once or twice before, but I'm not aware of, I've never covered a coach that comes into his introductory press conference at a place like Florida and literally goes out of his way to single out every single person that he could that had a part in the operation from his new staff hires to old staff hires, to the video creative department, to uh, you know, even some of Dan Mullen's people that helped make that transition possible. Literally went name by name almost through every department at Florida. He called out the, the specific restaurants that Florida used on their official visits for these kids to impress them. Talked about the energy of the Gator Nation and the, the local community in terms of helping sell some of these guys with the sheer positivity that they felt on this official visit list weekend last, last week. Um, so uh, quite clearly, Billy Napier is a guy that he does not waste resources. I think it's safe to say in just the two weeks we've you know covered him at Florida. So you, you land Kamari Wilson from Georgia. Uh, Shamar James, four-star linebacker, was another target. You know, on that very narrow list of guys that that you know Florida went into the day feeling like they had a chance with that most people thought were kind of still a little bit of a battle. Florida beats out Georgia for Shamar James, a guy that had kind of seemingly been trending towards Georgia. And so I think that it's the rate of hits on the guys that Billy Napier kind of went after in this really last 10 days leading up to the early signing period. We asked Billy Napier in his press conference uh, how many of the recruits that Florida signed today that he had a previous relationship, like starting before Thanksgiving. One guy, and that's the guy that he flipped from Louisiana, Christian Williams. All the other ones, these are guys that, that you know, Billy Napier probably had heard of one or two of these guys, maybe maybe multiple of them probably. But when you're recruiting at a place like Louisiana, you know realistically some of these guys are not coming to your school. He left no stone unturned. They took advantage of every possible connection that they had. The Jamar Chaney hire ended up being really, really big in the, the flip of Kamari, not flip of Kamari Wilson, but in landing Kamari Wilson. Um, and that's something that Blake had talked about. I mean, those relationships are very important. And I think what we saw today was, you know, the culmination of Billy Napier's patience, of his approach, and his complete team ideal of everybody in the organization has their role to play, can pitch in. When you talk about being able to build a sustainable program, I think it has to start there, right? To, to avoid burnout from assistant coaches and all that, Billy Napier talked about it. You've got to build the support structure around them and enable the people that maybe aren't always recognized 
you know, some of these support staff hires that he specifically called out today as being helpful to the operation. You got to empower those people, right? And if they are working hard and they're hungry and they see their opportunity, that feeds to everybody. And then you give the assistant coaches the ability to do their role without burning themselves out. And so you create a very healthy working environment for everybody around you. And when, when things align, that pays off. And so Florida's approach, I think, going forward at this point, uh, I don't know how you could not be extremely optimistic about what's happened in Gainesville. And it, the, the ironic juxtaposition is Florida State had an absolutely shambles day recruiting. Um, and so that's going to help you. If you want to take back the state, um, you couldn't have a better start than what happened today in the early signing period, knowing Mike Norvell has worked on this class for two years now. And, and well, I guess one year, but uh, he's in his second recruiting class at, at Florida State. And, you know, over here, Billy Napier walks into a situation with 10 days and they're already competing with the likes of Georgia, Alabama, Oklahoma. Um, just just very, very impressive day for for Florida and Billy Napier. So um, let's get to some more of these uh, actual results. Um, I guess the, those are the main ones. And again, I guess if you were to look at any misses from Florida, quote unquote, misses of guys, they kind of went into the day thinking they had a chance with. They were not able to flip Georgia commitment, Sean Washington. They were not able to flip Georgia commitment, Julian Humphrey. Um, those were two guys that, that uh, at least in the case of Washington, they kind of pushed for, got him on campus. Um, felt like maybe they had a shot with him, a guy out of Louisiana. I don't know how much they pushed for, for Humphrey. That'll be something that we, we asked Blake after he has a chance to get some, some shut eye. But, uh, I mean, overall, I mean, you're talking about the amount of misses and the way this could have gone, potentially. Really good day for Florida. Also, some more news. Florida hired Kerry Colbert, uh, the former USC receivers coach, as the fifth addition to Billy Napier's on-field staff. And so, again, when you talk about the limitations that Florida was working with in this early signing period and, and the reasons for optimism going forward, Florida's got seven weeks now until National Signing Day. And Billy, Billy Napier has already started to build his personnel department where they will have guys combing over the transfer portal as their specific task. They will have guys combing over the JUCO ranks as their specific task, and they will have guys combing over everything that's left on the board for the 2022 class in high school as their specific task. So again, you notice how everything's kind of, you know, pieced, pieced up and certain people are given the authority to kind of go run and then everything funnels up. That's going to be a theme under Billy Napier, and I think it's going to make the operation very sustainable. There's still an element of luck and timing to it all. You got to have the ball bounce your way in certain years, that kind of thing. But as far as the execution of Billy Napier's patient approach over the last 10 days, I mean, again, I just I don't know how you're not incredibly optimistic if you're a Florida fan right now. So um, I'm not going to keep you guys too long. We talked about the, the fifth staff hire. I guess one one other quick news item, Emory Jones, according to Pete Thamel, of Yahoo Sports has ha plans to enter the NCAA transfer portal after the bowl game. Emory Jones will play in the Gasparilla Bowl is the plan. Uh, injuries always could potentially play into that as the team practices. He has been banged up a little bit throughout the year. Anthony Richardson, at this point, we're not expecting him to play. We know that he had uh, a little bit done to the meniscus after the season, kind of tweaked that in the Florida State game. I would not expect him to play in the bowl game. Uh, but Emory Jones will be looking for another school, most likely after signing day. I mean, Transfer portal is not official official until you actually pick your new school and enroll. Uh, but I would be very surprised given the circumstances if Emory Jones was around next year at Florida. And so I think Florida will look to recruit a QB either, you know, if they have one on the board that they like. I know Robbie Roper is a guy that Blake talked about Florida potentially being interested in. 
Uh, I today has been such a whirlwind. I'm not actually sure if, if Roper signed anywhere. So again, we'll get Blake on the podcast when he's had a chance to get a little bit of rest and kind of reset the expectations going into February's national signing day. Uh, but I do think Florida will look to add a quarterback. And so that'll wrap it up for today, guys. I didn't want to shoot too long. I know, you know, everybody's had a long day. Everybody's very, probably been tuned in to swamp 24 seven all day long. Uh, we appreciate everybody that has supported the site. We have an awesome community of Gator fans Today are kind of the days that you celebrate and, you you know, give yourself a pat on the back if you're a Florida fan because, hey, you were patient, Billy Napier asked you for patience, and now it's paying off. And so I think you're going to continue to see as he fills out his staff and the vision becomes a little bit more clear and the infrastructure starts to catch up when that facility is built. I'm just telling you guys, the 2023 class will have the chance to be something absolutely special. So Stay tuned. That'll do it for this episode of the Swamp 24-7 podcast, guys. We will be back hopefully in the next day or two. Again, I want to give Blake a little chance to rest because he has been absolutely crushing it over the last really month. or so. I mean, he always crushes it. But over the last month, you guys would not believe the amount of hours that Blake has poured in on his phone, constantly uh, talking to sources and, and covering recruiting, obviously, and, and trying to catch the latest on Florida recruiting, which he guys, I'm telling you, he he, gave, he clued you into everything that was going to happen today, where where things were sitting, and uh, Billy Napier did the rest. So that'll do it for today's episode of the Swamp 24-7 Podcast, guys. Appreciate you tuning in. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.